Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nichols. And on today's episode, I want to talk about meditation, something that I don't know that I've directly addressed. I'm sure you've uh, heard me discuss it in the past. Uh, Definitely have heard other guests talk about meditation and the purposes of it and the values of it, but I, I want this to be the meditation for golf episode. I think it's vital for golf and vital for being a human, being a person. It, there's so much research that has been done on the value of meditation, and uh, I, I know that you can benefit from it, and not just you as a person, but your actual golf game and what it can do for you on the golf course. So let's go ahead and get into this episode. So a lot of people think that the purpose of meditation is to relax, calm down, get quiet. Meditation can be what you want, and those can certainly be a good result of meditation. It's As you're doing meditation, it definitely feels relaxing. It definitely helps you calm down, and it's quiet, and those are clear benefits, but I I think what you'll find out is those are secondary benefits. They're not the primary purpose for it, especially when it comes to golf. So when meditation is really beneficial is when you're noticing when you're not relaxed and accepting it. So it's not, the, the purpose is not to relax, it's to notice when you're not relaxed and accepting that state, accepting that that I am not relaxed right now And that is what it is. So when your mind is racing or thinking about other things or your face is itchy, you feel hungry, the cat won't stop meowing, that one's uh, very, very personal to me. I need to send that email, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're sitting on the couch, all these things, your mind is going to all these different things. That's just going to happen. That's that's natural. That is a natural thing that your mind is going to do while you're sitting there. So if we're always going through a round of golf, attempting to get everything to go the way we want it to go, we're going to spend a lot of the round really frustrated. We're going to think things like the pre-round warm-up needs to go well in order for me to play good, or the first tee shot needs to be hit well for me to shoot a good score today, or I need to feel calm and confident in order to uh, actually perform well and make good swings, and and those are just different different versions of the same, I need to feel good. I need to, uh, I need to calm down. I need to relax. I need everything to be going just so in order for me to feel good. But that's unrealistic to always expect perfection or even things to go well most of the time. That's just not how things are. That's not how golf is. Things don't go how we want them to all the time or even most of the time. There's some rounds where uh, things hardly go well at all. And even your best rounds of golf don't go perfectly or go well the entire time. And also, there's no rule that has ever been written that said X has to happen in order for you to play well or have fun. If those rules exist, it's because we wrote them in our heads or we heard them and subconsciously decided to make them a mental law for ourselves. And Those are the kind of rules that that we need to call out on ourselves. We need to be aware of those unwritten laws that we follow because they don't exist in reality. So where meditation comes in for golf is that things can't and won't 
always go the way we want or expect. The pre-round goes terrible, or it goes suspiciously well. And in both of those scenarios, we start projecting into the future, oh, it went terrible, does that mean I'm going to play terrible? Or, oh, it went well, I hope it continues to go well, or that means that I'm going to play terrible. And so either of those situations, we, we can project into the future. Or uh, an uncertainty of where the first tee shot might go. That's, that's, another, um, that's another thought that can pop in your head. Another one is uh, the first tee shot is bad. You hit a bad first tee shot. Uh, that's a way that uh, things can just send you off the rails immediately for the, for the start of the round. Or you three-putt the first hole. Or you feel like you lost your swing, et cetera, et cetera. These are just like when your mind isn't calm or relaxed while you're meditating. These are things that happen while you're playing golf all the time, whether you want them to or not. So when you're sitting on your couch doing a meditation, there's things popping in your head all the time, whether you want them to or not. So remember the purpose of meditation is to notice when you're not calm and relaxed and accept it and return to the present. So take that to the golf course. You're noticing when things aren't going well, you're accepting them, and you're coming back to the present. So do you see the parallel there? When, when you're on your couch, you're doing meditation, things are chill, things aren't stressful, but still you, your mind races, still you don't feel calm, still you don't feel relaxed. And the purpose of meditation is to accept that state for what it is, right? Not for what you wish it was. And then you come back to the present. So on the golf course, things aren't going well. You don't feel calm. You don't feel relaxed. You hit a bad shot. You have a bad warm up. You're playing extra well. All these things are making you agitated or uncomfortable or, uh, you know, losing your confidence, whatever. Those are going to happen. So it's a, it's a matter of noticing when those things are happening or aren't happening, things aren't going well, and accepting them and saying, okay, those exist right now. Those thoughts, those events, those scenarios, this discomfort, these are happening, and I'm going to accept it, and I'm going to come back to the present. So this allows you to be able to experience good and bad. Every round has good and bad. And once you experience that good and bad, you accept it for what it is. And when you accept good and bad, it allows you to let the future stay in the future and let the past stay in the past. Your, your mind isn't traveling to the future to try to control what might happen or try to predict what might happen or try to make the future go a certain way. And your mind also doesn't travel to the past and try to... Uh, Make the present not go like the past or make the future not go like the past. I just three-putted the last screen. Now I need to try my hardest not to three-putt this screen. Instead, you're able to experience that bad thing on the last hole and accept it. And okay, that was disappointing, but it happened. And I'm not going to pretend it didn't happen. I'm not going to try to not make it happen again. I'm going to accept it for what it is. I'm going to notice the feelings surrounding that three putt and accept it 
or I'm going to notice the feelings of worry about the future or the need to control the future or the need for the future to go perfect or to shoot a good score or to impress other people. I'm going to notice all those feelings and I'm going to accept them. And that will allow the present to stay in the present. Uh, And it will, excuse me, that will allow the future to stay in the future. And that will allow the past to stay in the past. That acceptance brings you back to the present. So the purpose of meditation for golf is to train your mind to have a better relationship with your own thoughts, not to change your thoughts. Let me say that again. The purpose of meditation for your golf is is to train your mind to have a better relationship with your own thoughts, not to change your thoughts. To allow your thoughts to be good, bad, helpful, unhelpful, annoying, negative, surprising, frustrating, happy, unhappy, all of those things. It's allowing those thoughts to exist. If you can let yourself experience the whole range of emotions, from bliss to pissed, You'll be flexible enough for anything to happen during a round of golf, and you'll be able to let it roll by you like a car on the road. And and you won't feel the need to get in that car and go where the emotion wants to take you, right? So you, you've probably heard me uh, use this analogy before. You're standing on a sidewalk, a bunch of cars are going by, and each one stops at you, stops right in front of where you're standing and opens the door and invites you to get in. And uh, you can choose to say, no, I'm good, and the car keeps going. Or you could get in that car. So those are, think of those cars like your emotions. So as you're going through a round of golf, you've got a stream of cars driving by in front of you. And uh, bear with me on this analogy because you don't have cars driving in front of you while you're at a golf course if you do, that's a interesting golf course. But imagine while you're playing around a golf, you're in your mind is a string of cars going by in front of you, and those cars are emotions. So you um, you're going through your pre-run warm up, and the the emotions are going through your head of, oh, I wonder how it's going to go, or I don't feel great about my swing, or oh, that was a bad swing, or oh, a shank, or. Um, oh, dang, I feel really good about my game. All of those are emotions that are passing through your head. You're not choosing to think those things. They just are passing through your, through your head. So you could let them keep on driving and just be passing thoughts, or you could get into one of the cars and go with it. So an example of that would be you hit a terrible shot with your driver, and you know the first tee shot is a driver. So the immediate emotion that you feel when you hit that terrible shot with the driver on the range is fear or worry or doubt or whatever it is, a normal human emotion, right? Um, Frustration, surprise, whatever. Uh, That is a normal human emotion that you experience in that moment and not by choice, right? The, The emotion just popped up in you. So once you experience that neutral, normal emotion, normal human emotion, you can say, all right, I'm going to let this emotion take me. I'm going to go with this emotion. So I, I feel that, uh, what we would label as a negative emotion and I let it take me. So I'm, I was just surprised at a bad drive 
And now I am worried about what this drive might mean for my future. And now I start to build that worry into anxiety. And that car has taken me to an entire different, entirely different place now. Or you could experience the surprise of the bad drive or the drive that didn't go quite where you wanted or, or uh, it was a push when you've normally been playing a draw and okay, uh, that was a drive that didn't go where I wanted to. It was surprising. It was frustrating. It was annoying. It was uh, strange. It was um, even negative or bad. But the the immediate emotion that you experience doesn't have to mean anything to you. You can you can experience that natural human emotion, the the thought that just pops in your head, and you can let it go. You can allow yourself to be annoyed without going with the emotion. You can feel that emotion and you can let it go or stay and come back to the present. The the ultimate way to perform your best is to be in the present. And accepting your emotions as they are allows you to stay in the present because emotions don't take you into the future or remind you of the past or or anything else, right? When you accept your emotions as they are, you, by nature, stay in the present. And that's, that's because you don't feel the need to be perfect, right? You don't need to, you don't feel the need to be comfortable all the time. You don't need to feel good in order to hit good shots. So by being okay when things aren't perfect, you are you allow yourself to be more present. And meditation is probably the best way to train this mental muscle. So what's uh what's an example of a way that you could do meditation? So something that I always give my players as kind of an intro to meditation or as we call it mindfulness practice or you could call it mindfulness training that's kind of a it feels like you're actually you know, putting in some real work on something and because it is, it's, it's training that mental muscle. And, uh, one good way that I, uh, an intro way that I give to my players is called breath centered mindfulness practice or, uh, breath centered mindfulness training, breath centered meditation, whatever. And, uh, the way to do it would be, uh, you sit on your couch, let's say it's, it's supposed to be a non-distracting environment. And you tune into your breath. You, you bring your attention to your breath. And you're not trying to breathe well. Because remember, again, we are noticing things. We're not trying to change things. We're okay when things aren't exactly right. We're just noticing. So you bring your attention to your breath. And you say, okay, uh, there's my breath. Uh, I'm breathing the way that I'm breathing. Not good, not bad, not fast, not slow, not deep, not shallow. I am breathing the way that I'm breathing. So let's just stay here. I'm just focusing on my breath. And for me, I, I think that would be kind of my the feeling of my chest going in and out or the feeling of the breath going in and out of my nose, whatever it is for you, wherever you notice that feeling. So that's what you're focusing on. I'm focusing on my breath. And inevitably, your mind will something will pop in your mind or your mind will wander away, right? To the cat meowing or 
to the email that I got to send or this or that. Your mind will go there. And this is where you're training your awareness is to say, oh, there it goes. Because oftentimes when I do it is I, I, I've already gone and I've been gone for five to 10 seconds and I catch myself and, and I say, whoa, 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 I've been gone this whole time. Uh, that's, that's not where I want to be. Let's come back to the present. So I'm noticing when my mind wanders and then I'm intentionally bringing it back to the present. Your body and your breath are always in the present. So if you're focused on your body or your breath, you are in the present. Your mind is aligned with your body. They're both in the present. So that muscle that you're training is notice when your mind leaves and then bring it back to the present. Notice when your mind leaves and then bring it back to the present. So you're not mindlessly going off into the future or going off into the past or mentally time traveling to somewhere else. You are training yourself to be able to grab your attention, catch it when it's going away and bring it back to the present. So when you're on the golf course, you can have a, uh, a, a really bad hole and your mind starts going into the past, uh, on the next tee shot. And, you know, st- you start, um, reliving that shot or being frustrated or being annoyed or kind of worried about the future of I'm going to blow it or, um, I might win or whatever, whatever thoughts that can pop in your head. And instead of mindlessly going through the next hole, two holes, three holes, even the next shot or the rest of the round, instead of mindlessly going through the rest of the round or that next shot and your mind being elsewhere besides the present, you're able to notice that your mind has left the present and say, whoa, 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 that's, I don't want it to be there. I want to come back to the present. So the acceptance piece is acceptance of what you notice, right? You're not mad at yourself for uh, making that bogey and getting annoyed, right? That's totally human, totally normal. It's normal to be annoyed or frustrated or surprised. Those things are normal. So when you notice where your mind has gone, you don't judge yourself for it. When you judge yourself for it, you add another layer to that you know, emotion layer cake. At first you were just annoyed. Now you are um, judging yourself for being annoyed. And then you realize I shouldn't be annoyed. So you got three layers and okay, what should I be instead? So now you're mentally trying to work on what else to be instead of annoyed. So now you got four. Okay. I should be, um, happy, you know, positive or excited, right? You know, I should, I should want to be out here. I should be grateful. So now you got five and, and you just, you build these layers on top of each other. And now I need to be calm on the next one. So under, underneath, I'm, I'm trying to tamp all this down with calmness. So I've got six layers of emotions going on here. And your mind is, your mind is, is spinning more on how I wish I felt, how I need to feel, rather than being in the present, hitting the golf shot with one simple emotion of kind of being annoyed, Right. So you notice, I'm annoyed, and that's okay, right? That's, that's a normal human reaction to a, to a three-putt or whatever. And 
or or you notice uh i you know don't go in that water right or don't pull it out of bounds you you notice that flash of a thought and instead of judging it and giving it value or getting in that car and going with it and saying, yeah, that would be terrible. I do need to miss that. I do need to avoid that water. I do need to steer it into the fairway. You say, okay, um, first of all, these are just thoughts popping in my head. They don't, they don't predict anything, right? Just because I think about the water doesn't mean I'm going to go in the water or out of bounds means I'm going to go out of bounds. Thoughts can pop in your head without needing to go with them, without them controlling anything about you. So you notice that your mind went there and you accept it as a normal thing, not as this big, bad, huge, predictive thing. You accept it as a normal thing. If your thoughts could predict the future, then everyone who says, I'm going to make this, would always make it. And that's just not how thoughts work, right? Thoughts don't hit shots. So you're able to notice when your mind wanders or things pop in your mind, you know, without, not by choice, natural human things. And you say, okay, that's just a thought. Uh, it doesn't mean anything to the result here. It's just a thought. So I'm going to let that thought stay where it is, and I'm going to come back to the present. So you're applying that mental muscle that you've been training when you're on your couch, and you've noticed uh, you've been focusing on your breath and you've noticed when your mind wanders away from your breath or a random thought pops in your mind and you say, okay, there's a thought that's not relevant right now. That's not helpful to me hitting this shot right now. So I'm going to let that thought go and I'm going to come back to the present. And that's the training you do with mindfulness practice, with meditation. So it, if it directly helps your golf game, if done with the right intention, if done for the purpose of I'm noticing when my mind isn't comfortable or relaxed or calm, right? I'm not sitting down here trying to be calm. I'm sitting down here expecting that I probably won't be calm this whole time, that I won't be perfectly relaxed this whole time. And that's okay. I can accept that. And through accepting it, I will automatically come back to the present by focusing on my breath. So you can do that practice. You can do that. Um, the, the research shows that kind of anything from um, six to 10 minutes a day for 30 days has a real effect on your brain, has a real effect on your neurochemistry. It, it actually makes changes in your brain. They've done MRI studies. Um, if I could find the study that's coming to mind um, I'll put a link in the show notes so that if you want to, you can nerd out with me and read it. But if not, you could take my word for it. Uh, this is, it's real research. And there's been boatloads of research on the value of uh, mindfulness practice and meditation. So um, if done with the right purpose, it has a real tangible effect on you. Though it might be subtle, you might not see it like a, a golf ball drawing instead of fading. It makes a real mental, psychological, neurological difference. So I encourage you to do this. I, I, I encourage you to download an app or, or follow a YouTube video, or I've got one. Reach out to me. I can send you the link uh, of one I recorded. Uh, if done with the right purpose, any of these mindfulness practices can be great. 
if done for the purpose of relaxing and calming down and, and having a nice, you know, five minutes of quiet for the first time today, that's fine. It just won't improve your golf performance. So let's do meditation and let's do it the right way. I, I think you'll, I think you'll see some benefits of it. All right, everybody. I, I hope you enjoyed this, uh, this episode about meditation. I, I really do. I think it's uh, incredibly valuable. I do it as often as I can. I'm definitely not as consistent as I would like to be, uh, but I have seen the real benefits of it. Uh, and I like doing it in the morning. It kind of sets the intention for the day. So I, I highly encourage you to do it. Um, and something I always mention at the end of these episodes, what you've heard isn't therapy, right? It doesn't, um, I'm not a licensed therapist to be able to you know, prescribe you something that will make, make your deeper issues go away. Uh, it's this, this is meant for information and education purposes only. So if you feel like you need personal help on some deeper things you're going through, I encourage you to talk to a licensed professional. Uh, I go see a counselor myself. Um, and, and it's made, um, all a, a, a 180 degree difference in my life to, to be able to talk to someone. So I highly encourage you to be able to do that. Um, but on the golf psychology front, uh, this is where I can come in. If you feel like what you've heard on, on the mental golf show over the years or months or this episode doesn't quite cut it for you and you'd like to work one-on-one -on -one with someone, I am a golf psychology coach. I work with players all over the world on improving their minds so that they can improve their performance on the golf course. So if you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com or visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. I've recently opened up some more spots, so I'm, I'm taking on new players. So um, if you feel like that could uh, benefit you in any way, hit me up. I'd love to work with you. Okay, so thanks again to everybody listening to this podcast. Whether you're new here or you've been here since day one, I really appreciate the community that we've built if you've enjoyed this episode, go subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, wherever you listen to it. And while you're at it, go share this episode with a friend who who feels like they need to be calm all the time. I, I just need to calm down. My, I'm too hype. I, I just need to relax. And maybe they'll realize, wait, it's okay to not always be perfectly calm or perfectly relaxed. That's normal human emotion for when I'm on the golf course. A golf course is designed to make you uncomfortable, so it'd be better to accept that discomfort. So send this episode to them. Uh, they could probably use it. Okay, thanks for listening to this episode of The Mental Golf Show. I'm Josh Nichols, and I will catch you guys next time. <laughs>